Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are on to episode 19, entitled Shapes. So Brian, is this a, a memorable episode for the, the super fan like yourself? Uh, it doesn't really stick in the mind as you know the an X Files classic, uh, but it it doesn't really also stick in the mind as one that's terrible. It's just it's just one of them that kind of it's a filler episode. I think it, it feels like a bit of a filler episode. Uh, so yeah, you know, werewolf story. If you like werewolf kind of movies, it's maybe the episode for you but I know you do like werewolf movies so we'll find out <laughs> um, I, I stuck it on and when I was watching it I was, I was thinking do I remember this or is there a movie that's similar to this and I, I just couldn't pinpoint it at all but there was some points that seemed a little bit familiar for me but let's just uh, dive straight into this episode so we open up with uh, a taxidermist nightmare as all these uh, animal heads are, are all over the walls and then you have two men <laughs> loading guns and just generally looking menacing and then they go out to the barn they're in a farm and they're looking for something and it's quite kind of ominously shot uh, and looks very kind of horror centric one finds a, a dead animal lying in the ground and then is suddenly attacked by something large and animal like shaped from the barn when yeah. the older, Clear, older, clearly a werewolf. Oh yeah. yes, straight away. <laughs> the, there's yes. literally no mistaking it. You know, we, we've seen it a, a thousand times in so many werewolf movies where the animal gets shot and then the next minute there's a person lying there on the ground. And given yeah. the fact that we know how werewolf movies play out, you know that Lyle, who has just been bitten, is clearly going to be a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I like this opening scene because the, it was a little bit different. You had the two guys who were kind of cowboyish. Um, it didn't happen in a forest, which was really nice and unique. <laughs> for <something that> <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got the wolf, werewolf-centric episode. It's called Shapes, so you know exactly what you're going to get. And like you said, if you're into these kind of movies, into horror movies, werewolf movies, you should be kind of hooked on this opening scene. Even though you roughly know what's about to happen. And I, I was hooked. I liked it. I liked the yeah. play of shadows I, as well when they were walking about the barn and uh, some of the high angles that was used. It was it was very interestingly shot, I thought. Look yeah, it's, it's nicely shot, I think. I, I do like it. Um, and I, I, I like the creature effects as well. You know, we, we don't they don't go overboard with them in mm. this episode, but we do get to see... That yeah, it's it's a yeti kind of looking werewolf, but we get this kind of close up as well on the face mm-hmm. where you see just like a half of the face. Um, like I say, it's it's not going to blow you away special effects, but it's just it's just enough to kind of yeah. sate the werewolf fan in me. So mm-hmm. it's probably budgetary as well. I mean, mm. and a good a good choice of angles because if it showed you the full head, you'd probably have been like it's quite fake. But by showing you this, could yeah. you say, look 
the nostril and the eyes, you don't get the, the yeah. full effect, and it just looks kind of creepy and spooky. I, I really did like it. Um, so after the, the theme tune in that way, we move on to the man who shot Wolfboy, and he say, he's like giving a statement, he's not a colour, in the room is Mulder and Scully and the lawyer, because <laughs> there's always got to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> he states that his animals have been getting attacked for a, a couple of months now, and uh, Mulder kind of hints at the supernatural, which he is prone to do. Yeah, I, I, I like this guy. Yes. I like the guy that they get to play the dad. Um, he kind of reminds me of the dude from Hulk, the Eric Banner one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he plays Ross. Can, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I'm sure it's Sam Ross. something. Yes, uh, Sam... Oh, man. Elliot. Yeah. Sam Elliot, that's the one, yes. Awesome. Yeah, he, he reminded me a lot of Sam Elliot. He was like a... a a budget Sam Elliott, <laughs> but uh, no, I liked him, and I, I like the, the little speech they give him. You can tell that he's, you know, he's, he's not the most wholesome character. He's mm-hmm. probably quite a flawed character, but you also can see that he's he's not a he's not an evil man. He's not a yeah. he's not a bad man, and mm-hmm. like I like what he says. You you get a genuine sense that he feels bad about having killed this. This young man. So. Yeah. And, and this scene also gives you a few sort of key elements that are going to carry through the rest of the movie. You get the fact that the lawyer mentions that there's a court case, there's animosity between these people and the Indians about a sort of land dispute. You also get the yeah. fact that Lyle has been attacked or clawed or bitten or whatever. And we all know, like you said, what that's going to mean later on in the story as well. Mm. So, like, I noticed in this opening scene as well, you don't really have Mulder and Scully saying too much. You know, they, they ask a couple of questions, they don't really hint it too much. They basically just let this guy talk and say his story. Which is, yeah, it's, I mean, it's unusual. Well, it, it, it actually, I, I was going to pick up on that a, a few scenes later down the line because I, I don't know about you, but for me, it takes far too long for Mulder or Scully, for that matter, to at least say out loud what this obviously clearly is. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a werewolf. You know, like given Mulder's history, you'd think Mulder would be straight on this. Hey, mm-hmm. Scully, nudge nudge, wink wink, werewolf. Um, but it, yeah, it just doesn't. They they really drag it out. Um, but like the. They have this conversation as well. Uh, the the son Lyle, the the one who is bitten, who we know is going to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> he he takes Mulder and Scully aside and kind of just has a quick word with them. Uh, and uh, there's a, uh, a little exchange between him and Scully where he talks about how he he's felt this presence in the woods for, yeah. for quite some time now, and he says it gave me the creeps. And Scully looks at him and goes. The creeps, and, and she, and he's like, "Yeah, don't you ever get the creeps?" And it was just a weird mm-hmm. exchange of dialogue, and it's like I can't tell if Scully has never heard of the expression "the creeps," <laughs> in, in which case has she been hiding under a rock all her life, or whether she was just kind of freaked out by 
where he was going with it, as, as if to say, well, kind of, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by the creeps? Uh, specify, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a just a little weird exchange. And I'm not sure the scene is entirely necessary either, to be honest. No, probably not. Um, and then you kind of move on from there and Scully's walking the crime scene and she thinks it's a, an open and shut case. Uh, anyone could have investigated this. But Mulder finds a sort of a footprint, paw print. And then sort of Scully's like, there's nothing too strange about this case, Mulder. Why, why did you want it? <laughs> <laughs> and then just out of nowhere Mulder just whips out this skin that he's got a, a pair of a skin glove yeah and you're like the first thing that popped in my head is how long has he been walking about with this behind his back just waiting for us to say you know like there's nothing strange just like go bam bam Hand. Yeah, you don't, you don't go running straight over to go, look what I found, look yeah. what I found, it's a skin glove, and what like, the hell? He's literally got it behind his back, just waiting, <clears throat> just just ready. Mm. I, I just thought it was quite funny. Those, those prints as well, the, yes. um, there's the, <laughs> if you look at the, the footprints, it's a human foot and then it's a wolf foot. So that means the dude was butt naked before he changed into a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, you know. Um, so after that, we go straight into the car, looking at the skin glove. And Scully comes out with it. They don't look like the kind of people that would skin somebody. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what a weird thing you see because it, it obviously looks. It doesn't look as if that's been like cut off somebody's body. It looks like it's been shed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like I said before, how is it that we've got to this point? You know, human footprints changing to animal footprints. Mm-hmm. A beast seemingly attacking someone, but when they're shot, they're actually a human being. Yeah. A guy's been bitten. He's got claw marks. How in the hell has no one so far mentioned werewolf? It just, like, it, you know, like, for Mulder, again, he should be all over this. The, I mean, that's the point you're saying about nobody noticing that it's a werewolf. This becomes to one of my great bugbears right near the end of the movie at a climax, but we'll get there at some point. But there's, <laughs> there's something there that just annoys annoys me a, a little bit. Mm. And then we kind of move on from that scene and we go straight on to the Indian Reservation. And this is the yeah. big centric part of the, the episode. And the, the X-Files do, do this a lot. They kind of hone in on one kind of group of people every now and mm. again and, and focus mm. a story around about them. But um, So they're at the Indian Reservation and they're looking for the sheriff. They get such a warm welcome from these people who are <laughs> <laughs> so happy to see them. <laughs> it's like the most unwelcoming bar in the world. Yeah, I mean, you could almost hear like the record being scraped off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy sitting in the corner just going, "Go home, FBI." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I call, I, I call him Wounded Knee. I, I don't know what this thing with Wounded Knee is, but I, I, I know there was, there was a film called Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, uh, which, yeah. which I did watch. It, it was a bit poor, to be honest, but um, yeah. So this, this guy says he was there at Wounded Knee. I, I don't really see what the relevance was, but only because I, I can't remember for the life of me what Wounded Knee was all about. Um, but he, there's this nice exchange where he says, you shouldn't be here, FBI, and 
Mulder's like, how did you know? And he's like, I can smell you from a mile away. And Mulder just says, well, I'm told that even though my deodorant is made for women, it's strong enough for a man. Um, so, yeah, it's just like typical Mulder. It's a yeah, just great exchange. Joke. Just any kind, any kind of tension, he tries to alleviate it with a joke. Mm. So that's one that's pretty yeah. good, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and then they meet the sheriff. And well, well, w- Wounded Knee first tells Mulder and Scully that Parker killed what they were looking for. Yeah. And this riles up the sister of mm-hmm. the man who who uh who was killed. So is it Gwen, isn't it? Yeah, Gwen. So she she's there in the bar and she's hearing him. And so th- th- this guy, obviously the, the the wounded knee guy, he he clearly believes in the uh the superstition about this 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 animal. Um but Gwen's not having any of it. So this right right off the bat, you know, we've got this kind of tension set up within the within the reservation community of tradition versus you know the modern world yeah. um which is basically kind of what this episode is really all about you take this culture uh, the the native american and you see how they've been kind of forced to 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 toe the line with the modern world to toe the line with the western world um basically so yeah um, so the sheriff is um, taking them over so they can see the uh, good was it good snake, gooden, gooden snake, yeah, gooden snake, gooden snake, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I think it's Scully wants to do an autopsy but because of the Indian beliefs that it's not going to happen, pretty much. And mm. they have a little tete-a-tete about you know doing it for the greater good but he understands mm. his people better than they do and kind of stands his ground yeah. you kind of find out that the, the deceased and his sister Gwen have filed a lawsuit about the, the um, about the land dispute between the Parkers and them as they're looking at the body and then they see that uh, Good Snake's got claw marks on his body yeah I mean like just just before we get into that, I, I, I gotta say, what what do you think of this character, Sheriff Tuscany? Um, not not too enamoured straight away. He just kind of seems to be somebody that um, just seems as if he's stuck in the middle ground between two different parties. It doesn't feel as if he belongs completely with the Indies. Doesn't feel as if he belongs completely with the law force, and just seems that he can't be bothered with either side of it. To be fair. Um, you see that the, 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 I like this guy. I actually like this character, um, and it's because of that reason. I, because I do feel like he's caught between a rock and a hard place. Um, I feel like he he kind of wants to help Mulder and Scully, but the price that he'd have to pay for that socially with with his community mm-hmm. isn't worth it. Um, and again, it's this 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 kind of this tension of you know tradition versus modernity and like I, I like his exchange with with Mulder and Scully where he, where he tells them I'm not a park ranger I'm not here to you know to bend to your whim kind of thing I'm, mm-hmm. I've got a job to do um but yeah uh so yeah where where were we we were to uh, the autopsy mm. not, not the autopsy looking at the body yeah they, they, they discover that the body has fangs Hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is a nice. Any, anybody gonna? Anybody gonna throw the word werewolf out there? <laughs> Not at all. Don't be silly, Brian. 
Um, but it's nice, it's the kind of something <coughs> it makes you just... You hadn't, I hadn't really seen it before. I wasn't expecting it either, to, to mm. be fair. Um, so they're going to go and check dental records to see if he had these fangs before, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I mean, Scully reaches big time with some crap about calcium phosphate salts developing <laughs> abnormally with age. And Mulder just shakes his head and sticks two fingers up at his teeth. Uh, and it's just like... <laughs> I love Mulder's reaction. It's so like... He doesn't... Use, he's never usually that kind of... Um, <laughs> switched off to what Scully's saying. He usually has a bit of a pithy comeback at times, but it's it's just really nice to see Mulder literally shake his head as if to say, Scully, what the hell are you smoking? Yeah. And like he he like the way he points at his teeth, like the dude's got fangs. What <laughs> on earth? <laughs> you know, it's like it's just a really great moment, and it's kind of like a blink and you miss it because the camera is behind Mulder or at the side of Mulder, so you almost don't see it. So if you're not watching for it, you'll you'll miss it. But it is a really nice kind of. Kind of a nice moment. Yeah, so kind of jump from there into the burial for Good and Snake. And Mulder and Scully yeah, are wa- watching this from a, a, a few steps back. And Scully asks what Mulder isn't telling her. And that's when they... <laughs> oh dear goodness. Mulder whips out the first, very first ever X-File created by J. Edgar Hoover himself. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's all about werewolf attacks, a history of shapeshifters. Mm. And Gully's kind of stupefied. <laughs> this. Yeah. I, I just put in my notes Mulder and Scully sit in their car at the cremation. Scully, what aren't you telling me? Uh, it's a bloody werewolf! <laughs> it's, it's just, come on, man. We're like, what? good 15, 20 minutes into the episode and only now, only now do we get into werewolf territory. Um, just before that scene, though, there was, an, again, there was a nice moment between the sheriff and Mulder in which Mulder asks him outright, Sheriff, do you believe Joe Goodensnake's spirit is in that room? Because um, they're trying to get the permission to get the yeah. autopsy and he's denying it. Um, and the sheriff just says, all I know is... Soon you're going to leave, but I have to stay here and answer to these people. And that basically sums up his character, which is yeah. that he's he's got no obligation to help these people because if he does, he's the one who's going to take it in the neck from everyone. So, But, yeah, the, the very first X-File was a werewolf <laughs> case. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how he connects these two, to be fair. It's, it's tenuous at the best. I think, because it's... Like, is it an attack at something or other? I can't remember. And then you've got this Parker who shot somebody in their land. I don't know how he connects the two of them, but it's Mulder, so we just kind of go with it, I think. Yeah, it's it's something... There's a thing about once every eight years, but I, I, think, I think that comes later when... Um, when Wounded Knee is talking to him. I, I mm-hmm. don't know the guy's name, but... Yeah, it is a bit kind of vague. It's it's kind of one of them, if, if you don't go back and repeat it and, and see what it was they said, you kind of miss it, really. But After the, after the werewolf case, the mm-hmm. first X-Files case, is, is 
revealed to us, uh, Scully says it's it's just like anthropy. Um, the belief that someone can turn themselves into a werewolf. So crazy people, basically. So that's, that's what she's putting it down to. Um, and, and I kind of wrote at this point that if Mulder's motto is I want to believe, which he says in this episode yeah. to Wounded Knee, uh, then Scully should be I don't want to believe because the, the, given the amount of evidence that is clearly on display so far in this episode, she, she, she is literally flat out being... I think maybe her, her motto should be there's always a reason not to believe. Uh, <laughs> No matter how hard you say. Yes, yeah, there will be some kind of reason. <laughs> so then so, you have, you've got that scene with Scully talking to Gwen. Yeah, so Scully tries to have a heart-to-heart with Gwen, who yeah. basically gives her a claw. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I was like, is this kind of some sort of death charm or something? But no, it's not mm. even as cool as that. It's never mentioned again, we never see it again. It is. Yeah a throwaway item pretty much and yeah get... well I, I think it's supposed to um, I think it's supposed to give you a little inkling as to how Park, Park, not Parker the, how her brother got bitten in the first place like maybe that's the claw of the very beast that that changed him um, but yeah like like you say it's it's just you kind of think that maybe it's it could be like a curse thing, couldn't it? Maybe she's putting a curse on yeah. on them for for the wolf to go after them. But it, yeah, it's it's a bit like whatever, mm. yeah. And then we have the the sheriff appearing, and Mulder goes up to him, compliments him on his police work, and then asks him about shifting. <laughs> yeah. mm. yeah. Which <laughs> did you did you like the uh, the little eagle sound effect? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because you know, because because we're we're obviously in Indian territory, so we've got here. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles are in abundance. <laughs> it was so on the nose. It was like literally Charlie just says, "This is a funeral," and then you just hear this in the background of this eagle. It's a good sound, but it's not the best because what we have next is the burning of the body and the men chanting. And they spend way too long just showing you these guys' tonsils vibrating as they just kind of <laughs> scream into the camera. <laughs> mm. I know that Chris Carter, who obviously is the creator of the X-Files, he, he does have quite an interest in Indian culture. You know, he, he will bring Indians, Native Americans, into the X-Files at several points. Because, um, right. yeah, he... he He's he's interested in that world. He's interested in that history. Um, so yeah, he definitely finds something of value in it. And I think I think he I, I think he's probably he probably has researched some of the traditions here and so, like some of what's going on with this funeral thing. I won't be surprised if it's pretty uh, faithful to the culture because uh, I just think that's. Like I say, that, that that's born out of his interest in the culture, and I think that's his way of kind of putting it on screen so that we, the viewers, can get a taste of it. But like you say, it, you know, it, it, you feel like it does go on a bit long. Yeah, uh, and then we've got Cowboy Junior. Um, turns up at the funeral. Gwen shouts at him, and he, he genuinely seems pretty remorseful about the whole situation. Mm, yeah, um, and then he, he, he leaves, and then you've got Cowboy Senior who's on the porch, and when he hears silence, 
You know, they just do. The cricket <laughs> stop and everything's just kind of quiet. Mm. Yeah. And then the wind chimes go and then something attacks. Mm. It's a good scene. Oh, I, I actually quite like scene. it. Yeah, I like yeah. it as well. I like and the fact I, you that see... the place goes quiet. Yeah. I like that you see... You get like a full wide shot of this, this werewolf attacking him, but it's it's out of focus. So they... But it's just it's framed really nicely, it's shot really nicely, and they do just enough to, like you said before, cover up the lack of budget. Um, but it's still quite effective. Uh, I, I, from like my memories of this, I always remember that close up of the face of the werewolf's face, but I never remembered actually seeing the full body of it. Um, so it was quite a surprise coming back to this and. Seeing that wide shot in which, yeah, you you see the, the this werewolf guy full on attacking this bloke. So yeah, and it's a bit of a vicious attack as well when you see mm. that kind of blurred image. Yeah. So then we have the the Parker Senior crime scene, and then Scully says he's been attacked by a large predator, or made mm. to look that way. Yeah. yeah. She's already rationalising it just in case anybody tries to get any supernatural ideas. Yeah. And, uh, and we Sorry, go on. No, on you go. Well, I was just saying, we're also given... Um, what I think is is their attempt at giving us two possible suspects, because <laughs> both, both Lyle and Gwen are missing, and it's like... Um, there's no mystery here. We, we know who... We know who did this. Um, and, and, and Scully gets a rational uh, idea of what could have happened when she stumbles across a cage with a mountain lion in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they've got it cages. I know they say that they've got animals that wander in, but if that kind of wanders in, you don't just shoot into a cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> it's just a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mulder's just... While well, this is going on, they're looking for the missing Lyle, like you said. Mulder's just roaming the forest, not caring about any murders like that. Hunting mm. for skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he finds more skin. <clears throat> yeah, he certainly does. Um, and Scully's just kind of stoking about the farm. She finds the mountain lion and she sort of spots a naked Lyle. <laughs> in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the brush kind of thing. Yeah. oh man it's like come on Scully it's like even you must have your doubts at this point you find yeah. someone's been attacked brutally and then you find a butt naked man <laughs> lying in the field just across the way um, how, how are you not even well, I'll suspect I'll tell you something Scully's the one that has previously mentioned the, the exorcist and poltergeist uh, there's mm. no way she's missed an American werewolf in yeah. London or the howling or any yeah. of those kind of ilk yeah. definitely so you would expect her to make a comment about that we kind of jump back to the farm um, or the, the body site and the sheriff finds a claw in the body <laughs> which is it's weird that he's found it not any of the medical examiners but hey <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, why are they only just finding this now? The dude's in a body bag. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and, and 
it's not like a tiny little claw, microscopic. He pulls out something yeah. that's massive. It's a beast. <laughs> and Mulder's just like, I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, and then he, he, he indicates to the sheriff that he wants to have an exchange of ideas. Mm. <laughs> Which I like to Scully like takes... Oh, you go. No, you go. I, I've lost what I was saying. All right. <laughs> Scully takes Lyle to the hospital while Charlie takes Mulder to someone who can tell him what's going on. Mm. It's a werewolf, Mulder. <laughs> it's like, does he really need someone to tell him what's going on? There's no so, mystery here. It's at the all. one time Mulder's not on the ball about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we, we jump into the hospital and, and Junior's there and he says he was drinking and he can't remember anything. Mm. And Scully tells him that his father's dead. And he appears to be attacked by an animal. But yeah. she suspects murder. And um, mm. he can't really remember anything. He mentions something about, about having a faint image of his father sitting on the porch. And then he kind of wonders if... He even indicates, was it because of him that the Indians retaliated and killed him? Mm. Which seems like... You know, everybody just seems to suspect these poor Indians, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that's a maybe that's a commentary on uh, yeah, people's attitudes you. towards the Native American. But so, so like you were yeah. saying, uh, Mulder's talking to the old Indian, and he tells him a story of basically every werewolf uh, werewolf story ever. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just pretty much a standard kind of story. But he paints a picture quite well. As he's telling mm-hmm. you, I, I kept expecting it to flash back and show you his story, but it yeah. never quite does that. Um, mm. And I like the way he looks at Mulder and says, "You're more open to Native American beliefs than some Native Americans." And then he looks at Charlie, just gives him this like dodgy look. And, uh, yeah. But I, I, I feel like this episode is about identity. Right. Uh, and how culture so shapes that identity. identity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it's like Charlie is a man torn between two cultures. Mulder is a man who embraces anything outside of the culture in which he exists. Mm-hmm. So you've got these kind of two opposites, really. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it's you know it's, it's a bit on the nose, I think maybe. But mm-hmm. it's it's definitely what the episode is yeah. about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I and I do I do I prefer it when I feel like the, an episode is about something. You know, if if I can draw something out of it like that, then it kind of it elevates it a little bit. Even though, like I say, we we know exactly where this is going. So like we said, the, the old Indian is is telling a story and he, he paints the picture very well. And then you hear a noise, and they run outside to find Gwen try to break into a car and drive away. Mm. And she we also get Mulder's. We also get Mulder's new Indian name, Stinky Fox. <laughs> Is that because he's deodorant? Because <laughs> you can smell him coming? Um, she, say, she tells a story about seeing something kill Parker. It's quite funny how she says she just went over there to mess up the kid. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just got no trouble. Like, I mean, the dude was a pretty di- pretty big dude. Yeah, I, you know, quite, it, quite well with weapons as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. So she she's very confident in her ability to go over and mess him up. It's not like he's this kind of 16-year-old wet behind the ears, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, <laughs> piece of fluff. He, he he looked like he could probably take care of himself. So yeah. Yeah, and then we have one of the the, the best exchanges, which I really enjoyed. Is Mulder tries to call Scully, but she's not at the hospital. But um, some doctor, without checking any of Mulder's uh, credentials or anything, just start telling him all this medical history about um, Lyle having ingested his father's blood. <laughs> so you've got this doctor who doesn't bother checking credentials, just throws out this information willy-nilly, and the fact that he's released, <laughs> he's released a patient without getting all his results back as well first. <laughs> this guy must be finishing up for a holiday or something. <laughs> Worst doctor yeah. ever. <laughs> Just a just a little side note as well about um, the fact that the sheriff is the one who takes Mulder to the man to hear the story, to, to the old man to hear the story, does show, I think, that he is a believer. Otherwise, he wouldn't entertain the fantasy, you know? So the, the, the... It could be, or the way you could look at it as elders... In the Indian culture, are deemed uh, most influential, and by bringing this FBI man to speak to him to hear the story, he's given that elder his due and still solidifying his way in the community as well. He's kind of mm. doing it to help out both sides. He's helping both Mulder and he's helping. Yeah, the yeah. Community. See, I, I didn't, I didn't even when I watched that, that didn't even click with me at all. Um, so, but yeah, that actually makes more sense to me. Um, so, so he's, really, yeah, he's, he's helping both of them. And he's helping yeah, himself. yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. It's a good observation because, because obviously, it's, it's and again, it's it's that Indian culture thing. So it's like working stuff in there from a writing standpoint to do with Indian culture, without actually spelling it out. Um, but of course, you know, if, if if you are familiar with that culture, which I, I'll admit I'm not, mm-hmm. but that makes sense. You, you're you're dealing with a culture that has elders, that has a, a system of respect. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Good catch. Um, so, so we have Scully in the car with Wolfboy um, and then we have a quick shot of like uh, them pretty going to the house and the power's out oh god would you believe it <laughs> 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 lightning and all that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. Um, Mulder can't get her on the phone <laughs> and he says it must be the mountains but this is the first time in the episode that they've actually mentioned they've had trouble getting anybody on the phone. It just seems to be now that the situation's getting dire that they can't reach her. And then you have, like, uh, Lyle in the bathroom. And a yeah. fantastic, fantastic uh, scene where he starts to change. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I really like that. I like the fact that his body was torn and his skin just rips open and it's got like, the wolf yeah. hand under it. I mean... They're going for like a full-on kind of American werewolf in London kind of vibe, aren't they? they? Really, like really are on a TV budget. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and everything, everything, even now, is subjected to putting up with that American werewolf in London scene because it's so iconic. Mm. And I think this does yeah. really well. Yeah, really yeah well. definitely. And I really mm. quite liked it. So we have Mulder arrives at the house. And he walks into this deadly silent house that's in darkness. Mm. And he's uh, looking about, looking for Scully. And it's really filled with this terrific music as well, really creating the scene. The walls are all scratched as though claws have been just ran down them. And then Mulder kind of 
shoots a figure <laughs> in the dark. Um, but just, I want to jump back. I want to jump back a wee bit because I've, I've I've missed something that I wanted to talk about. Okay, and it's when okay. Lyle is in the bathroom changing, and you've got Scully outside and he's like growling <laughs> and breaking. And she's I've just, just read it. It literally just cracked me up. It's like as when I laughed then, I was literally reading it on my paper, and I'm like, Scully, what are you doing? Why are you not running right now? You're banging on the door trying to get in. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) 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 The best bit, though, the absolute best bit is when Mulder comes in, starts talking to her, and she explains what happened. And she says, and I quote, He was sick, and the next thing I know, we were attacked by the mountain lion. Yeah, it's, it's, you actually see a hand coming through the door, a wolf hand coming through the door at him. It's black oh, fur. Good grief. Mountain lions don't have black fur and they aren't six feet tall. But this is it's the most ludicrous part oh, of the episode. It's, ter- it's terrific because of it. Scully's so, total denial. Man, yeah. it just cracks me up. And, and I love the fact that Scully's just like... It, Jumped at me and I, I dropped my gun and ran away. Because <laughs> when Mulder finds her, she's pretty much hiding in a cupboard, mm. which is unusual. Um, yeah. So they kind of look, they, they chase the thing down the hallway, um, and just as it's about to attack, the sheriff appears, and I'm not really too sure who shoots it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, but the, the sheriff's remember. got a shotgun anyway. Yeah, and when the body lands, it's the body of Junior, um, mm. Lyle. Yeah, yep. And it's Shock horror. <laughs> Shock, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we just kind of jump to this weird scene where the Mulder and Scully are leaving the sheriff, mm. um, and they're like, "Oh, Gwen was going to come along and say bye," and he's, the sheriff's just like, "Nah, she left last night." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, he says maybe she saw something she wasn't ready to understand. Yeah. And uh, Scully's like, maybe. <laughs> and it's just like, obviously that comment is is not just directed at Gwen, it's directed at Scully. Because, mm. yeah, given the amount of full-on evidence that has been on display throughout this, Scully just doesn't want to understand it. It's not, it's yeah. not, that, she can't, it's not that she can't see it. It's blatant. She just doesn't want to. She's... She's closed that door. She she she'd rather move on. She's not ready for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. And then Mulder has a wee bit of rapport with the old Indian guy. <clears throat> mhm. And then the final shot of the episode is the the roaming forest, the trees, the sun setting, and a wolf howling. And, <laughs> Twilight. And a collective groan <laughs> of everybody watching it. But yeah, yeah. that's the episode. Uh, do you want to give you a wrap up in this one, Brian? Yeah, um, you know it, it's a good episode. If if you like werewolf movies, then I think you'll like this. If you've never seen a werewolf movie, if you don't if you don't know the rules of werewolf movies, then you'll love this. This will be like I, I'd imagine this would really work for you. Um, but if you go into this episode being a fan of of werewolf lore and movies, 
then there quite simply is no mystery in this episode at all. So the fun of it, the entertainment of it, really does come out of the characters and seeing the werewolf in action, seeing the change, seeing you know, who, who's going to get killed, how they're going to get killed, this, that and the other. So it kind of works in that vein a bit like a, a slasher film. Um, so, yeah, it's entertaining, but it's a bit stupid and it's really, really surprising that nobody mentions the word werewolf um, until goodness knows how long. I mean, do they even, do they even mention the word? I think they, they might do. Point. They, Definitely a shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, the fact that they get through this without that, yeah, it, it's just staggeringly dumb to me. But I'll give it a three out of five. I think it's entertaining. Um, I, 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 I don't get bored, even though you, you know what's coming. So, yeah, it's, it's filler, basically, but it's entertaining filler. Mm. Yep, I'll agree with you as well. I gave it a three out of five. I think it's... It's good to the extent of uh, very well done practical effects, some good music, some nice choice of uh, shots throughout the episode. They, they treat it very much like a horror movie and mm. to really encapsulate that horror movie aesthetic they've got the terrible plot line and bad acting to go with it, <laughs> which I feel just, just emphasises that. I had a lot mm. of fun with this episode. I, I enjoyed it um, and I mm. like the fact that it touches upon the cultural aspects of a, a, a problem that was probably a little bit more prevalent around about that time as well I believe oh, yeah. um, so no I think all in all it was a, it was a good episode uh, very enjoyable hmm. so Brian the next episode that we will be reviewing will be Darkness Falls is this a big episode in your memory <clears throat> <laughs> Funny thing with Darkness Falls, if my memory serves me correct, I could just be pulling this out of my a-hole, but I, I, I think I'm right in saying this. This is the... Um, this episode, Darkness Falls got the highest viewing figures of season one when, when the show was first aired, so, which is a shame, because if that's the first episode that a lot of people tuned into... I think it could have seriously hurt <laughs> the show because um, I, I I think a lot of those people maybe wouldn't have come back because um, yeah I from my memory I don't remember it being a particularly great episode I remember it being something of a kind of poor man's version of Ice it's got that kind of vibe about it um, but yeah we'll get to that next time. Brilliant. So as always, you'll be able to find our links to our social media in the box below. And we will see you next week on the X-Files Revisited with Darkness Falls. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, 
trust no one.